WINR Eagle Air Radio, thank you guys for joining us for this Worldwide Winthrop Day look at uh, WINR. My name is Collins Janice. I want to allow everybody else in our group chat here to introduce themselves. So, gentlemen, go ahead. This is Matthew Sheely. I'm Brandon Blue. Oh, wow. Thanks, Brandon. I'm Zach. <laughs> My name is Mark Lamming. All right. Well, we got, the, we, got the, we got the fun part of the way out of the way now. We got the introductions. And what we want to talk about tonight, obviously, uh, we are dealing, as, as is everybody else, with the COVID-19 um, quarantine situation. And every spring sport right now has been canceled. We're all very upset about that. But we don't want to look at the negatives tonight. We want to look at some of the positives, the highlights for Winthrop's biggest sport, I would say, basketball where they did a great job this year. We have a lot of fun things we want to get into tonight, but we just want to go around the room and basically share some of the memories we had from the season. Cause frankly, guys, I had a ball this year. I, I, I thought it was one of the most fun I've had at any sporting event at any time. I'm serious. And I'll let you guys go ahead and start off and we'll just go ahead and have a nice fun conversation about it. So go ahead. Whoever wants to throw one out there. Go ahead, Sheely. My favorite, my favorite game was the triple overtime win against Gardner Webb. Yep. That was a classic. Wow. One Zach, and I, Zach and I can't count that because neither of us were there for that because it was over uh, winter break. So that was super disappointing. I missed that. But I watched on TV. Um, my fond memory from that game is my dad actually went downstairs when they were down four or whatever it was and Gardner-Webb was – or when Chandler was shoot free throws. And uh, I was screaming at the TV and he came back up and was like, what happened? I'm like, holy crap, we tied the game. He's like, there's no way that happened. But uh, that was definitely a really good memory. Um, that game stands out in particular. I mean, obviously the championship game because we all got stormed the court. And like <clears throat> looking back on the whole situation, I feel really blessed that we actually got to play our title game yeah. um, and have that moment to enjoy because like that was stripped away from pretty much every other school. If we played – a couple of days later, the game wouldn't have happened with what was going on with the outbreak. Um, so, you know, as disappointed as I am that I didn't get to see him play in March Madness as much as I wanted to see that, um, at least I could take solace the fact that we got to enjoy that moment that so many others were denied this year. I want to say real quick, and I know I, I might be speaking for myself only on this, but I feel, more, I feel better about it that the fact that the last game we got to play was that one. Because so many other schools had the auto bids and everything else. We had to play our way into that game. We got it at home, which, you know, wasn't a guarantee at that point. And that's something I'll never forget, honestly. I never thought there was going to be any circumstance where I get to storm a court like they do on TV. That was – that to me was incredible. I never – I didn't even know what to do. I was just running around trying to hug people. I didn't know what to do. I think that game and the, the court storm and the whole situation really showed how special of a place Winthrop is and the fact that it's such a community. Like, there are people who you've been in class with that you know, your teachers, everybody's in this big mob storming the court. I mean, I, I had a management professor that most of us have had named Larry Stevens, who's a legend, who's over there dapping people up and giving me high fives and hugs, you know, like just being a, a part of the crowd. So, like, that's the thing is Winthrop is a different kind of place in the fact that, like, everybody sort of knows everybody. So, from that perspective, you know, when there's a win like that, it's a big deal for everyone on campus and not just the players. My favorite part about Larry Storm in the court was uh, he actually weaseled his way kind of into getting a, a T-shirt and a hat. And then I don't know, he might have even got uh, to cut part of the net down. I'm not I'm not 100% sure on that. But he went in and got himself a T-shirt, got himself a hat some way. We were all mad because we didn't get one, but we were like, you know, that's just kind of the place Winthrop is. Like, you have professors that, you know, are going to come out and hang out with the students. Uh, they're going to put themselves out there and with the, uh, the fans and just have a good time with them. 
my favorite memory is probably uh, homecoming. Um, yes. I mean, the, the game itself wasn't that great because, I mean, we blew out the team. We played about like 40. But uh, <laughs> everything leading up to it is so much fun. This is the one day a year you get to tailgate before a game and have everybody at the sc- from the school outside and communicate and just have, having fun. Uh, just like a normal college, would, you would think for a football game, that's what one basketball game a year is to us. And I think it's really, really special that we get to have at least one of those. One thing we haven't mentioned yet is we scored front row seats pretty much for, for the entire yeah. season yeah. because we were supporting the, the volleyball team, you know, before basketball season started. So that was a, another really cool thing for us. Uh, well, not me as much because I'm in the pep band, so I only got to experience it a few times. But I, I was about to say, I want to say th- – I'm going to take the time right now. I haven't said it to you guys in person, so I'll take the time to say it over Zoom. Thank you for including me in that. That was the first year I got to go to games, and it was a lot. I'm serious. It was the coolest thing to be able to be that close to everything and just be that important to it. And it, and, it, and they appreciate you guys being there as much as you guys are and as committed as they all were. And I know and I know Matt's over there over in the pet band, like living it up over there. So he's, he's his presence may not have been right next to us every game, but I trust me. I'm seeing that man. He's a one-man show over there. So hey, he, he got to sit with us for the ESPN game. Yeah, that's right. That's right. and that was a fun game too when we we beat Campbell. Oh, that was going to be my other one. I I just have to put it out there that it's really funny how us sitting on the front row kind of got around. Like people sort of knew who we were. Like I had people I didn't know coming up and talking to me, and the security people at the school knew us as the front row guys. Um, so, like, you know, it, it kind of was a thing that just sort of went around and, and became a thing in itself. But uh, ESPN game was definitely a lot of fun. I had a really awesome interaction with a player on Campbell's bench. Uh, he had a little bit of a rough night and had some things to say back to me. But it's all good. It's all in good fun. You know, we don't say anything bad. We just go have a good time. It's all part of the game. One win early on that we didn't get to see in person because it was on the road was when Winthrop beat St. Mary's, who was ranked 24th in the nation at the time. No, 18th. Yeah, 18th. Give him credit. Give him the credit for the 18th. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That, was, that was a wild game because most of us watched it together in, uh, in uh, I think, the March room. Literally the night before, a uh, heartbreaking loss to Fresno State. Uh, and we were kind of wondering what – I mean, Winthrop had never – I don't think they'd ever beaten a uh, ranked team. Uh, we were kind of sitting there like, you know, what? what's this game? Are we going to get blown out? You know, are we going to find out how good St. Mary's is, if they're a real contender, if they're not? And we went out there and we played them tough and we came away with a W and it was – it was an amazing time, whether we were there or not. I mean, we watched it from the very beginning and had a great time doing it. Big, big underdogs. They were 21-point underdogs in the game. Yeah. massive uh, underdogs. And, and keep in mind, that game so early on in the season, you really don't know what kind of team you have that mm-hmm. early on. So, you, I mean, you can flip a coin and go, either we're going to get run out of here or we're going to play them close and we're going to come up or we're going to pull off something that, you know, a lot of us haven't seen before. So that's – that was a good telltale sign as to what were what was going to come because they had a brutal out of conference schedule. I, I can say that. I mean, they play they played Duke close, I and mean, anytime you get to play with a national powerhouse like yeah. that, and and on their home court, and and you know bring it to them for the first half there, they were re- they were right with them, and that was they great. They lost by like twelve. Yeah. yeah, 
They were with him. Like I said, that was a lot. I mean, I was following that game from the tip to the last second. I, I had to follow it. It was incredible. Which, relatively speaking, I mean, losing by 12 points is a lot. But to a team like Duke, uh, when you're Winthrop, is a pretty big deal. But I just have to say, just ultimately, as good as they were last year, they're setting up to be even better this year. Um, they mm-hmm. return all of their key players for the most part. Uh, forward Josh Ferguson graduates, and Hunter Hale, who is a graduate transfer, um, ends his fifth year of eligibility. But Adonis Arms, a shooting guard transferring from a D2 school, is coming in. Uh, averaged 19 a game or so in, in D2. Um, all those key guys from last year's run are back, besides Hunter and Josh, obviously. Chandler Vaudrin comes back for another year. Uh, Russ Jones. Joshua Corbin now uh, forward has four years of eligibility left because he took a red shirt because uh, he got hurt, but he played big minutes earlier in the year. Um, so there's a lot to look forward Big's to awesome. going into 2020-2021 season, you know, assuming it happens. But The guy I'm looking most forward to next year is definitely Chase Claxton. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a monster. He he's a beast. Uh, he's from Greenville, the eight six four, and he especially down the stretch last year, especially in the Big South Championship game. You know, he really proved how good he was, not just on the offensive side of the ball, but also with his defense. I mean, he locked down Hampton's number one guy and held him to. Well, I forget he had he had had like forty points the night before, and I think he went up like twenty or eighteen. Yeah, but he had like 16 in the first half. Like he didn't hit anything in the second half. Not at all. And he really chased to put on some muscle that game for us because it mm-hmm. got it got out of hand for a little bit. I mean, we were down 22 to seven early, and then you know kind of came back, got it better at halftime, and then put Chase on on that guy uh, round start of the second half, and it kind of changed the whole dynamic of the game for us. And Chase put on like 30 pounds of muscle. Oh my god. He'll be, he'll be unstoppable. Be he, he was one of the leaders in the nation in field goal percentage, and part of that was because of those – he'd always make those backdoor cuts, and it seemed like every other time we had the ball, he was just, you know, slamming it down. Hey, let the conference in dunks. And not to mention, you're going to get year two of DJ Burns. Yes, sir. That, that right there, that's exciting enough for me, personally. If, if he can be a little bit more mature this year, I think I think he'll be – Perfect. I mean, I think you saw him start to like find a groove there late. Especially, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, you know, and, and admittedly, kid, I mean, he's what, right out of high school, just as a freshman like this, right from, and I have to, and I give him love because he's from Rock Hill, so obviously, <laughs> he was well, a number yeah, three guy behind only Zion and John Morant. Mm-hmm. DJ really needs to needs to. Um, he's a great player. But the one thing I would say with him is consistency. Because he's had 20, 20, 25 point games, but he's also had games where he fouls out early and he doesn't play particularly well. Um, so for those reasons, uh, you know, I would say that that's going to come with time. But I don't think he's going to transfer. I think he's in it for the long haul. He seems committed yeah. to being here. He seems committed to the fact that his family's around. He seems like he wants to stay at Winthrop. So when you're looking at three more years, that, that freshman class, Russ Jones Jr. on top of that, um, Russ – a little bit more erratic over the course of the year than even DJ was. Um, he started as the point guard, and then he kind of faded into a reserve role as the season progressed. Um, but still really talented guy. Tiny, I think he's 5'9", five, 5'8", five, um, but he's a really good uh, passer and really good ball handler. And then, um, obviously, we talked about Chase Class. He's a really talented freshman class last year for Pat Kelsey. And I would, to go back to DJ Burns, I would agree with Collins a little bit. I think we definitely saw improvement – over the season, um, 
if you look at it from a from a distance. And then in that championship game, I could not believe. You know, it seemed like a lot of what he had done throughout the season was just get real low or, or get you know under the basket and back guys down and stuff. But there was one time in the championship game when he pulled up. You know, from mid range, he had a, a defender on him. He faked him once, pulled up, and it went straight in. Yeah, if he can fine tune that mid range game, he's going to be very dangerous. There are, I mean, yeah, there are some pieces there. I mean, you already saw what they're capable of with the class they just had, but I mean, they're building. And that's the biggest thing. The thing you want to see the most out of a team like that is just getting better and better and better. And I don't think there's any reason to think anything other than that. We can't talk about winter basketball without mentioning the Pat Kelsey. Yeah. Just what a what a guy and what energy he brings to Winthrop's campus. He recently just made Sports Center. They brought that video back of him and his son Johnny Ballgame. Johnny Ballgame. I mean Like I said, you know, only going to Winthrop and only really experiencing one college experience, you know, you don't get to see how other colleges work. But I've never seen a a coach share that much enthusiasm, that much energy for a program and for a university. I mean, say whatever you want. He's a basketball coach, but when I say he cares and he thinks about, like, Winthrop as a whole, he's trying to draw people in, you don't see that at other programs. Like, they they rely on the fact that they're that program. Mm -hmm. He understood early on that he was Winthrop. Speaking of that, when uh, Winthrop does a uh, sports show that they do live on the radio at yep. this local restaurant, and me and Brandon went and met up with a couple people, and we just sat down. We were going to stick around and listen to the show for a little while and then head out. Well, someone from the athletic department brought us food, and we didn't ask for it or anything. They just gave it to us. And then a few minutes later, Coach Kelsey comes and sits down with us and pretty much has, has dinner with us. Like mm-hmm. – what other school are you going to get? The, is, the, is, is Coach K going to do that for you? To have dinner with three <laughs> random students. One thing about Coach Kelsey, too, to point out is, at least for us, every single game, sitting on the front row, he comes up to our group and says, thanks for coming, and is shaking, mm-hmm. shook at my hand, and everybody else saying on multiple occasions, win, lose, whatever, he always tells people thanks for coming. Um, I've never seen a college coach throw T-shirts to students before a basketball game. Most of us kind of like waltz out of the tunnel. Um, but the one thing about him is, He's very engaged with what's going on, and I think him and his family, you know, they've transcended just being a basketball coach, and they're really big figures in the whole Rock Hill community. He hosts a basketball camp during the summer. Um, All the students know him, even students who don't care about sports, because he's so active on campus. He's so out there, and it's it's their attendance has grown and grown and grown. And uh, we had a full student section for the uh, championship game and for a couple of games this year. So um, I've seen a very big difference even from last year in the student turnout. And I think as long as Coach Kelsey's there, they're going to continue to keep getting really, really good student turnout and a really good atmosphere at the games. Yeah, if you haven't seen Coach Kelsey running around screaming at people on a random Wednesday afternoon trying to get people to come to the game, you haven't done it right. Dressed <laughs> up like a student. I mean, I mean, what is is, is Roy Williams going to dress up in like skinny jeans and like a beanie or whatever and walk around with a backpack talking to random Coach kids? A, any of these guys do it? <laughs> no, but that but that's what we talk so much about. You know what the unique thing about Winthrop is and the experience of being here. That's the, those little things that you don't get anywhere else. No disrespect to anybody else. It's just it's not feasible or they don't have the, or they don't have the energy for it mm-hmm. he makes coffee nervous yep that's my favorite <laughs> thing ever i would say he's he's 44 so i mean that's not like a part of our generation but for a college coach he's relatively young yeah right. um, I, I just think he gets it i think he gets social media i think he gets how to reach the students i think he really gets you know what excites our generation it's that 
that hands-on, tangible feeling. People don't just want to go to a game anymore. They want to feel like they're a part of the game or they're a part of something. And I think that they, the athletic department and Coach Kelsey have really done a good job of connecting the experience with the game and not making them two separate things. Well, I mean, I'll say first and foremost, I mean, especially with us being involved this year, not only Pat Kelsey, but, you know, just the athletic department as a whole, we met so many more friends, so many new friends. Uh, and they really made us feel like we were a part of the team. Like it mattered to them when we, if we showed up, they, they, they were happy to see us, had conversations with us, wanted to know how our day was. And it was just, it felt, it was almost like a family. Definitely. I think, you know, Winthrop is not your typical sports school, you know, not everybody that goes to Winthrop even cares about the sports, but the, the ones of us that do, you know, I mean, we, as we've talked about, you know, front row seats, friends in the athletic department, Pat Kelsey is, you know, you, you get the full experience. If you are, if you take an interest in the sports here, you get the full experience. And I, and I know I let off this saying pretty much emphasizing the, the idea that basketball is the big needle mover. And it really is that for, you know, the idea of a college experience, you know, you, you get the idea of college, you're going to go tailgate and you're going to go meet people at games and stuff. And admittedly, you still get all those opportunities in one place for it. Yeah. Granted, I know we we've talked about it and people that go and look up Winthrop, they know we don't have football, but if there's an energy to this level of basketball and that in that community that you would you wouldn't you couldn't separate the two uh experiences really they they bring an energy level to it that's not really seen in a lot of college basketball courses a lot of places it's a lot more subdued a lot more anything like that this gives you that experience you don't feel slighted you don't feel like you're not getting something for your college experience like that i got it and i and admittedly i didn't get to go to a lot before this year i am more than happy and amazed by what got i got to see this year you know, you kind of give, you kind of get what you give into the, into the athletic department. I mean, we wound up one game, a, a guy couldn't make a game, contacted us and was like, hey, like, I've got four courtside seats. Like, come come sit down, have a fun, have fun. Uh, when UNC Asheville came to uh, Winthrop Coliseum, that was, that was a fun day. It was a great game. And, you know, it was, it was just so much fun. And it, I was surprised that the – people who have those club seats, stuff like that, notice that and care so much. And I guess when you, you say that, we've got to give a shout out to our friend Michael Koval, who secured those those seats. He, he does a, a Winthrop Sports account uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Winthrop Live. Um, there, there is great enthusiasm uh, in those accounts for sure. No, 100%. Great enthusiasm. A lot of effort. And, you know, just to go back again to the championship, this isn't the first time, you know, that Winthrop has, has secured a spot in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. They have been the top dog uh, for the majority of the 2000s in the Big South. In the country I, as a whole. I think we have yeah. seven. Yeah, seven or eight conference, uh, yeah, conference championships, championships since 2000. In the How next many high, schools can say that? That's up, there like with, that's up there with Duke. Yep. <laughs> That's yeah. That's a small handful. I think it's like five or six. I saw that list that you guys are talking about. I mean, the mid majors were behind only Gonzaga for that's what it, yep. championships. Okay. Um, and if you don't know college basketball, Gonzaga is pretty dang good. Uh, they're a year year contender. Consider them a mid major anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say one thing I tell everybody is 
when you get up to the higher level of basketball, let's say like ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, the conference championship, in all honesty, just doesn't really mean much. It, it doesn't because the teams make the tournament regardless, right? They're, they get in with the auto bid. Like, could you even tell me who won the ACC tournament two years ago? You probably couldn't. Um, and even if you could, it doesn't mean as much as winning the NCAA championship. Virginia lost uh, the ACC championship game last year, and they won the national championship that year. People care more about the national title. So it means everything at this level of basketball. It's the biggest game. You know, it's the only game that matters. It's the only game that people really, you know, that, that your entire season comes down to this one game. Um, so for that reason, there's another level in te- of intensity to every part of the season, knowing that it leads in the seeding for that, right? Regular season losses for big schools doesn't really matter as much. But when you're at school like Winthrop, you every game just is valued that much more because you have to win that conference tournament or else I've heard the NIT gives out nice backpacks. And that, that is why we need more students to show up to home games because when, when we get that Coliseum loud, nobody is going to put up work on Winthrop. Winthrop, when, when the Coliseum is rocking, as we say, rock the hill, I mean, all the momentum goes in our favor. It's deafening in there. It's a tidal wave. It's a and momentum tidal wave. The championship, one thing that still amazes me, you know, as I mentioned, I'm in the pep band. As soon as the final buzzer sounded, you know, Hunter Hale threw the ball up in the air. Everybody rushed the court. The band started playing the fight song. But when you go back and watch the videos of, of the court rush with the sound, you can have the sound all the way up. You cannot hear the pep band because it was so loud with people cheering. I, I honestly had no idea. I was, you know – in the court storm, everything. I honestly had no idea you guys even played the fight song until you told me later that day after the game. Yeah. One, was like, one, you were like, do you know we played the fight song? And I was like, no, I had no idea. <laughs> one, one, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen on a college basketball court is like, you can, you don't see it from that perspective. If you're not there is everybody kind of just gathering around when you know, the time's running down and you know, you have a lead, you know, you're going to win is when everybody starts staging up. And if you've never done it, you have no idea what's going to happen. Like, we're all looking around going, like, are we going to go? Is this going to happen? And you just start seeing people start moving closer and closer. Like, that's – I was like, what are we going to do? I just ran. Like, I, saw that, show, I, I saw there was a girl – I'm not going to say her name. I know her personally – who took off a solid two seconds – before the game was over. There were a couple people who were already running, but I was respectful. I waited for the buzzer. But, like, I, I, the last thing I registered, because once that happened, it was all a blur to me. Like, it was just a mismatch of people and, like, high fives and hugs and stuff like that with strangers. But this girl was to the left of me, and it was like she was shot out of a cannon. She just went. And that was before the game was even over. Um, and also on that clip, Hunter Hale threw the ball up, and I never – I still have not seen a clip where it lands. Oh, it just kind of goes up in the air and just vanishes. It never returned. <laughs> it wasn't important. We just, we, just, we just went. But, you know, the players – I think the players really appreciated that storm too because it looked big time. And I know Adonis Mark, Arms like, did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Adonis dancing and stuff. Mark, you, like, ran into Russell Jones or someone, didn't you? No, he knocked over Kyle. I knocked over Kyle's oh, yeah. So we had we had a moment because I I interviewed Kyle for a project, um, my first year at Winthrop. So yeah. I and I I've seen him around. So like I kind of sort of know him, but like I, he probably couldn't tell you my name. And a lot of the players know who we are anyways because I've seen him out and they've all you know said hey. 
But uh, we went for a jump, and apparently I jumped higher than he had. Um, and we went to bump shoulders, and I came in right, right above his, and ended up knocking him to the ground, um, which I thought was, which I thought was a pretty impressive moment. But none of us cared. Everybody was so, you know, fired up in the heat of the moment that nothing really mattered. I just that's my last memory, really, is that, and then uh, seeing Larry Stevens, my management professor, dancing uh, in a dance circle with all of the players with a backwards hat on, uh, pretty something you're never gonna forget. I put myself behind Sombrero Man because I knew that man was not yeah. anybody near. <laughs> we had we had quite the embrace. We all was, made Sports Center. That was yeah. the best part. This I do true. not. I, I wish. I really wish I had a copy of the clip because we were eating in Burgers at Barley, which is a local restaurant, and uh, we were on Sports Center. And I I I really wish that I had it because Collins was featured super prominently, and you could definitely see like the back of my head. You could see all of us in the shot. Uh, so we were on the big national national channel which uh you know i guess that's pretty cool i was getting um messages from winthrop alumni that were watching that i was friends with people that worked in like tv and stuff they were like dude i saw you on espn they're like sending (laughs) me the clips and stuff and the coolest thing is i know this kind of was insider basketball knowledge here but i got to go and sit with dave friedman and uh, mike pachigo as they're doing the wrap-up for the game because i took their i took uh dave friedman's class on uh, sports broadcasting and it was just for somebody like me that's like so interested in this field and has worked in it for a while. That was such a unique thing. And they, they knew me, but they knew that that was such a unique opportunity that they brought me over the barricade and let me sit over there and watch them because I, I'm, you know, and I've, I've got a chance to know them for a little while now, but that's something I'm never going to forget. Just being able to sit there and listen to them as they're going over the end. Cause I've been away like in a studio listening to them talk about it, but to be there and have them, like get the live reaction from everybody. That was something really cool. I would also say we stayed there for a long time after yeah. the game ended, watching them cut down the nets and everything. So that that experience as a whole definitely is going to be one of those things. Like I remember, you know, telling you guys afterwards, like, you know, like 20 years from now, we're going to look back on today, you know, as one of the coolest things that ever happened um, in our lifetime. And like I said, especially given the context of, what the last what the last month or so after that game has been in everybody's life um you know it gave us like i guess a final moment of happiness and normalcy before literally four days later the world just came crashing down for for everybody in every way i think my favorite thing though like from that moment was or from the game itself was they played the clip of the day freeman radio call after and they put it on over the video of us storming the court where he goes, Rock Hill is title town. And that was such a cool clip to see and hear his voice just say, call Rock Hill title town and know that we had finally won the Big South Championship. Thank you guys for joining us for this Worldwide Winthrop Day look at uh, WINR.